Hello and welcome back to the 32 podcast, the place where your bestie, me, explains all the things. This week, I'm going to try to explain how I thoroughly embarrassed myself, hopefully only to myself, during a scenario in which I never expected. Um, I ran into someone I used to date this week at a place where I never thought I would see them, which it was just unkind of the universe. Like, have I not been through enough? So I thought I would take a poll to see what everyone else does. I will describe what I did, even though I don't think I would recommend. I think I scared a few people. (laughs) But, um, you know, I, I'm here on a mission to explain the hard, some of the hard things in life. And I think this one, at least for me, takes the cake of this month. Like this was like, oh shit. So to those of you who answered me on Instagram, thank you for your suggestions and advice. I will read those in a little bit. I will um, provide the advice of the top article from Google um, on what to do when you run to someone you used to date. They label it an ex, which like, that's fine. Obviously, I'm not going to say who this person was. If you know me and you think you know who that is, that's fine. You might be wrong. Um, I'm not here to call anybody out except myself. (laughs) So here's a quick word from our sponsor and then we will dive in. This week's show is brought to you by Junie B's Design Studio, handmade items for every occasion. A Kansas City-based company with the belief that handmade and personal items have more character and charm than anything from a store. Start your holiday shopping today at Junie B's for indoor, outdoor home decor, glassware, apparel, and more. Enjoy free shipping on orders over $40. You can find Junie B's on Etsy and on Instagram at, at Junie B Design Studio and at JunieBDesignStudio.com. J-U-N-I-E-B DesignStudio.com. Thank you so much to our sponsors this week um, for providing... Currently, I think I have, I've made like $3 off this podcast, but like, thank you for providing my my growth here at the 32 podcast. Okay. So let me set the scene for you. This past Sunday, I was on call from work. I'm a nurse. Like I explained, actually in my last episode, this happened to me too. Um, if we are overstaffed, um, sometimes you can get canceled, what we call flexed or put on call, which means like, we don't need you right now, but we might need you in a couple hours. So they pay me like I think it's like 2 or $3 an hour to sit at home. And I always stay at home because I feel like the second you make plans, the second you go to do something, you're going to get a phone call. And I'm trying to avoid that phone call. So like I never want to leave the house anyway. So especially after the story I'm going to tell you. So anyway, I'm at home and I am on call. It's Sunday, blissful Sunday. I cleaned, I cooked something, watched TV. It was great. I am... Um, here at three o'clock that I'm no longer on call. So I am set free. So what does one do when they are set free? They go to home goods. At least that's what I do. So I went to home goods. It was like, I don't know, five o'clock, four 30. It was still daylight. But when I left, it was kind of dark. I'm trying to set the scene for you. What's also important to note is that I looked a semi- unkept because I was like lounging at home all day. And then I was like, let's just go to home goods and see what their holiday section is like. Cause like, clearly I don't have enough gnomes in this house. So I was wearing actually the clothes I was wearing, the clothes I were, no, the clothes I was wearing. 
the clothes I had on, for God's sake, it's not the time for grammar. The clothes I had on were all Lululemon, but I just looked like semi-homeless. Like when you just like, just, just don't care, you know, like I was going to run in here. I didn't plan to spend a ton of time. Like, you know, I had a t-shirt on and leggings and the t-shirt was like, I think I either knotted it or like tucked front tucked it, some kind of like, you know, structured situation. And I had, actually I had my neon foamy slides on from Amazon, which if you don't have a pair of those, they're, they're legit. And I have plantar fasciitis and my feet does not hurt in those. So shameless plug for the Amazon slides. So, and I had a hat on, which that will come to be very important later on in this story. I had a, I had a hat on and a ponytail. So I go into home goods and the way they have, at least in my neighborhood home goods, which as a proximity to my house, it's like a few miles. So I consider it like my home goods. Like this is where I go all the time. Their holiday section was a mess. There was people in there. And like, I don't want to judge anyone, especially in home goods. Like it's the mothership, but like you have to map out your success in this store. There are clear paths to go on depending on what you're looking for. And unfortunately for all the people work looking for the holiday things, it's at the front of the store. Like you walk in through the sliding doors, get a cart, you walk in and you immediately have to turn to start your journey through the holiday stuff. But there's people in the way all the time. So I get it. It's probably some sort of like, you know, product placement, like marketing thing, get all the holiday crap out of here. I understand retail's two months ahead. They want to put Valentine's Day stuff out. I understand. I get it. I worked retail too. Like I'm here for you. So I start my journey with my cart. I find a few things in the first couple holiday aisles. And then my journey through home goods became so haphazard because there was either a cart in every aisle or people. And I'm not against people, but people don't move. People expect me to move all the time without like a, hey, can I get by? Excuse me. You know, like this just barrel through here. Like, but I'm not the type of person. And since I really had no agenda, like I'm just, I'm just walking through. And I really wanted to look for if they had any um, spode Christmas plates. They didn't in their holiday section. So I skipped a couple rows like where like the bougie popcorn is. And I went to like the plates, but they only had like their regular dining plates. All the holiday stuff had been compartmentalized in the holiday things, which sometimes it's not. So then I went back and forth a few times. So throughout my journey, I probably went through, I don't know, half of the aisles. I didn't go through the pillows. I didn't go through bedding or bathroom. I don't need any of that. If you talk to my husband, we don't need any of this crap anyway, but like too bad. So sad. So I make my way. I think at one point I took a bathroom break, which, you know, that's fine. They have nice bathrooms at home goods, by the way, if you ever need like a pit stop. There's there's good ones in there. I didn't go through lamps or furniture. So like there were things I didn't hit. I was pretty much in the home decor kitchen area of the store, which for my home goods is like you could draw a square around that section. I go back and forth through holiday a few times just to see if people put stuff back, which typically I don't feel like anyone puts anything back at home goods, but you know, who knows? It could just be my look. I was looking for placemats for my Christmas table setting 
and I couldn't find any because they were probably all purchased last month when I wasn't purchasing them. That's fine. Neither here nor there. That's not the point of the story. So finally, after like an hour, probably like meandering around, I had no plans, nothing to do. My husband was at the gym, which by the way, is next to the home goods, which is annoying because like sometimes he can see that I'm there, but I don't have stickers on my car anymore like I used to. So maybe he can't recognize that it's me. Again, not the point. Sorry. So I go to check out. I have a cart full of things. Got a few gnomes, got a few cups. Actually, I'm using my Christmas mug right now. It's like a Santa's like buckle, you know, and it's red. It's very cute. I'll post it. Post a picture of it. Um, I got a sparkle hat gnome too. I think he's going to live out all year round. Or she. This gnome could be a girl. I have just one thing to say about gnomes and then I'll actually tell the story. So gnomes have become popular, which like, you're welcome world. However, there are certain classifications of gnomes and we need to discuss it just, just real quick. You need to be short and stout, like a teapot. Skinny gnomes are wizards. Do not fight me on this. Skinny gnomes look like Gandalf. If you can see their eyes, it's a wizard, not a gnome. They have to have their eyes covered, and they have to be short and fat. That's a gnome. Anything else is a wizard. Carry on. Okay. So I'm in. I go to through Home Goods, and now because of holiday, their checkout line starts at like the end of their like bathroom section, and they have those. I forget what they're called, what we used to call them. I worked at Bath and Body Works as my first job, if you, no one knew that. And we used to call like that section in front of the register, but you're not quite there yet, like with all the tiny grabby things. It, was, it had a name. Let me look it up. I don't even know what I should Google. Let's see. Um, name for, nope, name for, nope. Name for check out aisles. I'm not saying this right, but you know what I mean. Like the area before the counter where like the tiny things that you like they want to want you to pay full price for, like that you grab like candles and mugs and tiny art, all that stuff. So they have two aisles of that. And I shop that because sometimes they have good stuff in there. So I like meander very slowly through. There's this weird man behind me who keeps holding things up. So his, I think, wife, significant other, whomever, could like see from where she was standing in the store in case like he needed to hand her something to put back or like she needed to hand him something to put in the cart. But like he was speaking to her and like, like a little too lovey of a way for public. So I was like a little bit just like confused as I'm listening to this man be like, oh no, it's okay, sugar baby doll, happy face, lover, put this back. I was like, what? What is going on? Like, what? Anyway, so like my, my attitude was a little bit like skewed at the checkout line. So I'm going through the checkout and I reach the end. I'm like, okay, it's almost my turn. But everyone in front of me, 
I didn't see who was in front of me checking out. Like the the amount they had in their carts. I don't care. Like we're checking out. So the way it works Home Goods, which I'm, I'm hoping every listener has ever been there, you wait and then they announce like cashier number four because they have different like spots for the cashiers and their little flashy light blinks above their register and that's where you go. So I reach the end. I can see all the registers. I look up and I see this guy I used to date. And I have never in my life recognized a face so quickly. (laughs) And I wanted to jump out of my skin and fucking run. So in the span of about two milliseconds, I like looked up, saw this person, looked back down, pulled my hat so far over my face. It was practically a mask. And I turned around. I ran into the weird guy who kept saying lovey-dovey things to his wife. And I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I just need to look at this mug behind you. Because I had to fucking hide. I w- I had to hide. I had to go somewhere. But there was nowhere for me to go. I had a big cart. He had a big cart. I'm standing at the end. I'm waiting to check out. Oh, my God. My adrenaline is through the roof. Like, must escape. So what does one do? When they need to escape to a place and they cannot escape, you pull out your phone and text people, text a person that you know, and hope that they are not doing anything except waiting for you to text them so you can be preoccupied. So I text my friend and thank God she got back to me. Oh my God. God bless you, friend. And I was like, holy shit, what do I do? And and (laughs) he was like, is he with someone? (laughs) I was like, yeah, but what do I do? And I like just, I'm telling you what, there could have been a nuclear explosion and I would have been so distracted by this, I wouldn't have seen. So I keep looking at my phone and looking, like peeking up to see if they're gone. They're not gone. And yes, he was with someone and that's fine. It's neither here nor there really. But I was like, oh my God. So as I have processed through this in the last week, I have determined that this is a very layered incident. It's layered for a few reasons. It's layered number one. I saw him. I don't know if he saw me. This scenario would be exponentially worse if he saw me. Because if you see a person who sees you, you're looking at one another. Like, not in a weird way, but like, you know, like you... You, like, make eye contact and shit. And then it's like, what do you do after that? So it's like, the universe saved me from that at least. But I have to live with the embarrassment or wonder if he saw me looking fucking half homeless in home goods. Which, like, frankly, I don't need. You know? Like, and I know my worth and everything, but, like, when you run into somebody you used to date, no matter how it ended, like... You want to look like you're going to a gala. You don't want to look like you spent your day on the couch and then decided you needed more gnomes for your house, which is exactly what happened to me. So in the span of, I don't know, 
a minute, 90 seconds. My, uh, first of all, my adrenaline is still through the roof. My friend is trying to talk me off this cliff and it, it's not happening because I'm like, I, I'm going to fall off. The, um, this is how I die. Like, this is how I fucking go. So I'm still standing there waiting to check out. And he, this guy I used to date, is with this – I don't know if it was his girlfriend. Could have been. I don't know. Obviously, I'm not going to investigate. Whatever. Person he's with. Um, This person I would dated did not have a sister. So, like, it, if you're thinking that, that's not the case. So, like, someone he's seeing. Which, like, again, mazel tov. That's fine. So <sighs> – I'm trying to describe what I was seeing. So, like, she was actually the one, like, giving the things to the cashier, checking out, paying, and he was carrying the things, which, like, chivalry's not dead. Good job. But he kept, like, half turning, like, doing that whole, like, I'm waiting for this person to check out. I'm shuffling my feet. Like, what's that word? Like, um, balancing my weight on each foot type of deal. And I was like, if he turns... 10 degrees my way, he will see me. Oh my God. Like, do not turn this way, dude. Like, t- look the other way. Universe, turn him around. Turn him around. And then she got her receipt, the girl he was with, and she kept talking to the cashier. And I was like, can you not just leave the store? There's people in line here. I am suffering silently. I have scared the person behind me and his weird wife. Who knows if there was like a ricochet effect to the people past them because I literally almost ran into them. And I'm just like, we, like you are, what, can we, we can be done. Like we're, we're done now. Leave the store. So they do. And as they leave the store, I, my number, my cashier is ready. And it's not the same cashier, by the way. It was a different cashier. So I was standing at the very end of the cashier line and they were at the last register toward the door, like the farthest they could have been from me, which like, could you imagine if I like had to go to the register next to them? Like, thank God the old ladies two in front of me bought all the candles and shit. Thank God. Thank God they were even here. And you know, I kept thinking to myself, like at different points of my journey through Home Goods, like we don't, we can, we can leave now, like we're good. But something just kept pulling me to like look at one more thing. So maybe that was the universe trying to like avoid this whole thing. Because if I had gone there one minute later, I wouldn't have seen them. I would have been oblivious. But if I had gone there one minute sooner, I would probably have been nearly directly behind them, which I can't stomach. Because here's the thing. In my life, either by my design, the other person's design, or geography, I have never seen an ex after no longer dating them. That's like not my cup of tea is to like stay friends. So actually – one person I've seen once, and that was awkward as fuck, and I will not tell that story. But I was also really drunk, so that's fine. <laughs> so so that's just, like, not my thing. Like, I know people are like, oh, we stayed friends. We had the same friend group. Like, we see each other, like, 
Lottie da That's not my, that isn't my deal. And I really can't imagine, like, because I have the utmost respect for my husband, despite what I may say on this show, I can't imagine being married and loving my husband and being like, oh, yeah, I'm friends with my ex. Because he'd be like, why? Because he's not friends with his exes. And I would, you know, not be in a well place with my jealousy if he was friends with his exes. So, like, we just don't do that. That's just not our deal. So it's not in my you know, bag of tricks here to have the capability to see an ex once I've stopped dating them. It's just not. And I, and I'm talking about seeing like with the potential for like a potential of a conversation because I guess there's other people that I've dated that I've like seen but haven't had to speak to. You know, but like, I don't know. This was really a jarring experience because it, it was just so unexpected. Like, what? Anyway, so back to the back to this being layered. This is layered because I never plan on seeing them. It's layered. I don't know if if they saw me, and I will never know because I'm not going to be like, "Hey, did you see me in Home Goods last week?" <laughs> Could you imagine? I bet there's someone who did that. I bet there's someone out there that like saw an ex somewhere and then they were like, did you see me standing there too? And that ex probably like, no, I didn't. Why are you texting me? It's probably exactly, um, I'm sure that's happened too. Anyway, it's layered because of how I looked, which my mom talked me off a cliff and so did my friend. Cause like my hat I was wearing was cute and I had a pony and like I had like, you know, Lululemon on. So like I probably looked okay. But, like, it was, like, a no makeup day for me. So, like, I just, like, why did I have to, like, amp up my bridge troll aesthetic on this particular Sunday? I don't know. It's layered because of what they look like. Not that they looked bad. But seeing someone when you never expect to see them, either again or, like, in a place, they look the same, but they're going to look different. And I'm sure you're like, what? What does that mean? Like, you know how when you used to know someone and you so you got so used to their face and then you see their face later on in life and you're like, you look so familiar but so distant. It's kind of like that. And maybe they do look different. Maybe they have different hair. Maybe they are dressed differently. Maybe they, I don't know, gained or lost weight, whatever. Like, but you know what I'm saying. And then it's the location of it all. Like, you're in my neighborhood home goods you're in my home goods my safe place why are you here what could you possibly be buying in my home goods when i am here what is it why are you here and then it really freaks me out because i like my home goods is no longer a safe place like am i gonna have to think about seeing you at home goods every time i see you yes and then the follow-up question, if you're at my neighborhood home goods, do you go to my other neighborhood spots? Like, does the person you're seeing live in a proximity to my house that's close so you're going to be here so I have the potential of seeing you again? Oh, my God. Like, I'm not prepared. 
Or do you live close to me? I don't know where they live. But I've lived where I live for almost two years and haven't had this problem. So, like, and I'm sure I could, like, sleuth to my friends that may or may not still know this person and be like, do we know where they live? Which is creepy and I wouldn't say that. But, like, I'm sure there's a way to figure it out. The, the internet's a magical place. Like, we, we, I'm sure it's figure outable. But, like, I don't want to be that person. Right? Or do I? I don't know. Like, what, what's going to make me feel better? I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. So that's why it's layered. In addition to it being layered, I have, after this few days of thinking about it, pinpointed three, three things that we need to analyze quickly in situations of this, of this magnitude, your activity, your proximity, and your duration. What are you doing and what are they doing? How close are they to you and how close are you to them? Like, are you going, did I physically run into him with my cart? No. Do I know if he saw me? No. Was I within 30 feet? Yes. 30 feet's too close. A hundred feet's too close. Same football stadium, I could probably live with that, you know? And then duration. How long have I been here? How long will have you been here? And how long do I have to continue to be in this place? Because let's, for one minute, think about if I had just walked in the store and saw them, would I have left the store? I don't know. You're asking me to leave home goods? Not under duress? I mean, I guess it could be duress. Like, holy shit, there's somebody I used to date. Let's freaking bounce. I don't need this gnome. I don't need this shit. But what if, you know, what if it was halfway through my shopping journey? What if I'm not done? What if I had physically ran into them with my cart? I keep thinking about that because I keep thinking, okay, I could have held myself together. I could have. But then I think... Like, so it's not just running into to him. It's running into him and then a girl he's with, which again, I'm happy for you. But like, if you, if we say hi to one another, despite who says hi first, I don't know if it would have been me. Maybe let's, let's say for, you know, like high hopes sake it would like, oh, hey, how are you? Oh, hey. And this girl was like, hi, I'm Mackenzie. I don't know her name. I'm just picking a name. I'm like, oh, Hi. I'm Kate. How do I explain how I know this guy? (laughs) Like, that's awkward. And then that's awkward for them on the way home. Like, we ran into your ex-girlfriend at Home Goods. Like, or do I just like say, oh yeah, we used to know each other? I, I don't know. What's the nice thing to do? What's the nice thing to say? Look, oh, yeah, we used to know each other. Oh, yeah, we used to – I don't know. Like, do you lie? Like, oh, yeah, we used to – we used to work together. Oh, we used to go to the same gym. Oh, we used to do – I don't know. What's an activity people do? I I don't know. You see my point. Like, do I try to protect this girl's feelings to to not figure out from me – that like I used to date him and now she's dating him and obviously we're not dating anymore. 
and it's been a long time, not the point, but like, and do I try to protect him from being like, oh yeah, this is my ex-girlfriend or whomever I used to date? You know, like, I don't know. And then, and then the age old question, if let's say, let's, okay, let's say that they are like, they're an item, they're dating, they're like boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever. And they could have been more serious than that. I have absolutely no idea. I didn't, I couldn't see, first of all, I couldn't see through my own bullshit, but I couldn't see, I couldn't see like clear enough to like know what was going on. Like if there were rings or anything, I don't know. I, I don't know. But again, like muscle top for your relationship. I'm assuming that's what it was because why else do you go to home goods? You don't go to home goods with somebody you're dating, like casually. That's not a casual place. Home goods is a serious fucking development place. Anywho. Like, oh, hi, I'm Kate. If I said that, would she know, like, I was the Kate that used to date this guy? And then would she be like, oh, and then what? I'm telling you, this is just a situation that is so bad. And, like, I don't know why the universe did this to me. Because, again, I'm happy. I'm hoping that this he's happy with maybe this girl, maybe someone else in the future. I don't – again, I don't know. But, like, I didn't need this. But now I'm here bringing it to you because we need to figure out what to do. And we can't do what I did, which was hide in my hat, text my friend like like a maniac, run into a guy and his wife behind me. And then finally, I forgot to mention this part. Finally, when I got to the register, my adrenaline was so high. I was like, hi, who are you? Like, I was like an animal. <laughs> and then when I got my stuff, I was getting ready to go to the car. And I was like, how fast do I walk? Do I walk slow and maybe they've pulled out of the parking lot already? Do I speed to my car? Would they maybe hit me with their car on the way to my car if I was running in the parking lot? Like, like this is just, this is just such a layered problem and there needs to be a roadmap. There needs to be a roadmap to figure this out because we can't, we can't live like this. We can't, there needs to be some like universal code, like what to do when you see your ex. Maybe there is. Maybe I'm just like, I've been married for a while, but also like there's probably a different code for people who see their ex and are still single versus people who see their ex and are, and are still married versus like who see them and it was a bad breakup versus like an okay-ish because breakups are never good. Like I don't buy that bullshit. Like, oh yeah, our breakup was fine. Like, no, it wasn't. Somebody got their feelings hurt. Someone is sad. Someone got their heart broken and all this, you know, someone never got their hoodie back. I don't know. Like just like shit. Right. So like there has to be some sort of roadmap. Maybe I'm just not privy to the roadmap. But this was stressful. And unfortunately for me, I have to go back to home goods today to return something because it broke in the car, which is just a metaphor, really, for this whole experience. Anyway, activity, proximity, and duration. These are the things we have to analyze when we see our exes in public. Maybe we'll have a roadmap. A roadmap. Um. Maybe I'll draw one, but I don't know if like, I don't know if the advice I'm going to give later on in this pod is, you know, the best advice, but it's what the internet and my friends have to offer. (laughs) Oh shit. It's so fucking awkward, (sighs) but I survived it. Thank you to my friends, my friend uh, for helping me through because without her answering my text, I probably would have shriveled up and died. Okay. So. Now that you've heard my embarrassing story, let's get into advice. 
what do we do? I am first going to start off with the top Google result, which is a Bustle article. What year is this from? 2015, written by a woman, just for context. I'm going to choose to believe that the facts from 2015 will still hold us true. Oh, the first paragraph of this article that I didn't read, a 2010 study of the Journal of Neurophysiology found activity in the part of the brain that registered physical pain when participants were shown pictures of their exes. Oh my God. Hence why I felt so uncomfortable. Okay. I feel, I feel better. Thank you, Zoe, for writing this article. Okay. Um, this article goes on. This means that having to see someone you used to love who rejected you can actually make you physically hurt, which is why having to see the other person can be so, so tough. You can best, you can do your best to delay the run in, but in most cases, it's pretty much inevitable. Girlfriend. Okay. I would also like to point out this advice is probably also suitable for not wanting to see, for running into somebody you don't want to see at all. It doesn't matter if you used to date them. I realize like used to dating them has this like love component and all the stuff and the heartbreak and all that. But like it could be like possibly an old boss that was terrible and a friend that you're no longer friends with, a crazy relative. Like this is probably transferable advice. So nine things, Zoe says. One, have a plan. Well, shit, I didn't have a plan. Okay. After a breakup, it's easy to catch yourself imagining how it's going to go the first time you run into each other. Will you hug? What will you say? Will they tell you how amazing you look and how much, no, how much they regret breaking up? That's not funny. Like that wouldn't have happened to me on Sunday. Um, Decide beforehand how to survive your run-in with the ex and stick to the plan. So this is probably good advice for somebody who has a recent breakup and who probably shares proximity to the person they broke up with. Same town, same college, same friends, same neighborhood, things like that. The best way to plan ahead is to ask yourself, what would make me feel good about myself, says a psychotherapist and relationship specialist. If you start babbling incessantly, you're probably not going to feel good about it. Amen, sister. It's a matter of getting through it with integrity, not for the other person, but for with yourself. Yeah. Advice two, keep it short and sweet. Pretty much. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The main thing is that you don't want to oversell yourself or try to show that you care so much. That's an excellent point. Like, oh, I'm doing so great. I have all of this crap and all I do all those things and I'm so happy without you, la, la, la. Or you don't want to be like, oh, my God, I want you back. <laughs> you know. All right. I can get down with that. Number three, consider scheduling a meeting. Um, No. If your breakup was more or less mutual and you know you're bound to run into your ex socially, okay, this, so this is also immediate breakup. This this is not like seeing them three to ten years later. You know, this is this is more in the immediacy, which that can be very hard. And I'm sorry if anyone I know is going through that or if you listen to this pod, but I'm here to help you. It may be wise to meet your ex for coffee before you are inevitably forced into a situation where you have to be together. It's up to you to decide if you're ready to be friends, but it's important to take control. I Okay, I accept that, but I'm not. Let's take this back to like when I was, you know, single and dating. I'm not going to voluntarily see an ex just to be like, so next time I see you, it's not awkward. I'm, I'm just not, you know, like if you have to have like a, like an exchange of the things, 
like this is your shit that was at my place this is my shit that was at your place and maybe be like hey like next time we see each other if we do because we mutual friends it won't be weird okay like i'm not going to be like hey or i wouldn't have been like hey let's get coffee and like work through our awkwardness so that next time i see you when you're out you know scoping for babes at a bar like that i won't feel sad about it that doesn't i don't know I, whatever okay <clears throat> number four remember that alcohol isn't always the best idea well <laughs> I ran into an ex really drunk a couple years ago. My husband was also really drunk. And I'm pretty sure I asked this person the same five questions. Like, I think I was like, are you sure you're okay? Are you doing well? How's your life? Well, like, and like, I want to think that I was being a nice person, but that's probably really annoying. I ended up like not being very well the next day. So like, I don't quite know how much I drank. So I really don't know what else the conversation was about. But, like, I know it happened. And I know I felt better having it. Anyway. Whatever. This goes on to say, if you run into an ex at a bar or a party, think twice before taking that extra shot. You might want to hit the martinis hard to make yourself feel better or less awkward. But being drunk around the ex is, off- is often a recipe for disaster. It's bound to make you more emotional. It will lower your inhibitions and increase the risk of you doing something you may regret. Like professing your lingering love for them or trying to hook up. I mean agree i agree i don't disagree i'm trying to gather my thoughts i would say that if this is bad advice probably if you're already drunk you can't take your drunkenness back you're not gonna like drink some water and be like let's sober up before i talk to you you know and also if you're meeting, if you see them again in a place where like drinks are happening or fun is happening and you want to have fun, have fun. Don't steal your own joy. Like this is probably bad advice, but if you are in circumstances and so are they that like you want to be together for that, the duration of that evening. So what? Will it hurt you in the end? Will it make a difference? I don't know. But like have fun. Don't, don't steal your own fun. We've had enough of that in 2020 and this year. Like, don't don't steer your own fun. So, like, okay, don't take four shots when you see this person and, like, then get hammered and be like, I still love you. But, like, if you're already four shots in and you're like, hey, how's it going? Like, just, like, I don't know. Have fun with your life, man. Or woman, whomever. Have fun with your life. Number five, call for backup. Yes. Thank God for my friend. You know who you are. And you helped me a lot. Call for backup. Spending time with female friends is key to getting over an ex, but it's important they're there in case of a meeting. Amen, sister. This goes on to say, like, give them a time limit for which you want them to bail you out. Okay. I can get down with that. Number six, be respectful. It's tempting to try to make your ex jealous or to publicly flirt with someone else, but you need to keep in mind that breakups are hard on everyone involved and your ex is probably having their own emotional response to seeing you. Agree, except if they were a fuckboy. And this is a generalization because fuckboys don't have feelings. They're assholes. Dated a few. 
I will, I think it was it last episode or the episode before that I mentioned the guy that told me I was on his roster, but there's a reason he was single. That guy was a fuck boy. I don't wish that guy well. I don't want to be respectful. I want to punch him in the face. You know? I don't care. My husband would punch him too. Like that that's not me being disrespectful with my husband. He'd punch him too. Number seven, delete their number. If you don't do this immediately when you break up, you're stupid. I would also like to mention that the Apple iCloud keeps numbers. So you have to delete it from the cloud as well. Or change the name in your phone to like, do not call them. Do not answer. Fuck boy dick face. Something like that. Something endearing. So that we can, you know, avoid. Or better yet, block their number. Because let's not forget, women break up with men too. I'm heterosexual. So that's always what I like go towards. Like, obviously we think like this is women getting broken up with by men. I don't have, you know, experience on being a woman breaking up with a woman. I don't have experience on being a man breaking up with a man. So that's just what I'm saying. So like girls break up with guys too. This article I think is coming from a perspective of women being broken up with, which that's fine. It's kind of giving into a stereotype, but that's fine. But like let's not forget that we can do that also. Like women can block men from talking to us. Right? Right. Number eight, imagine the worst case scenario. Okay. I agree. But I feel like there's different steps to the worst case scenario. Like worst case scenario number one. But there's also a worst case scenario number 10. Like in a lot of like things that have to happen for worst case scenario number 10, but like worst case scenario number one still sucks, you know? So like, unfortunately for us and for those with anxiety, you're going to know what I'm saying. Like you got to, you got to think of all the things all the time. So like, how am I constantly going to have to live in this space of like having 10 scenarios go on when I have to see, when I would have to see an ex? Like, uh, come on. That's too much. But you're right, Zoe. Be taken, being taken by surprise can leave us looking insecure simply because the meeting was un, unanticipated. Case in point, me. Um, to account for this, imagine the absolute worst case scenario and plan what you can say to and do to appear unaffected and composed. I was not composed. <laughs> I was the opposite of composed. I was disheveled. It was awful. I don't think he saw me. I really don't. And on the off chance, he did see me. And somehow this podcast gets to him. And I find out if he saw me or not. I'm just going to shrivel up and die. (laughs) Okay. Neither here nor there. Number nine, take the high road. Nothing says I'm over it pretending like you just don't care. Any sort of negative reaction to your ex, whether it's rudeness, anger, defensiveness, or coldness, makes you look like he or she still has some sort of emotional hold on you. Instead, grace, warmth, and poise are always in style. It may feel like an Oscar-winning performance, but you look good and you feel good in the process, says this neuropsychologist. All right. I agree with most of that. I think there's a few tactical things that have changed in the last six years since this article came out, I would say especially the um, – the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Because I don't think – and excuse my language once again, but I don't think the word 
like fuckboy was really widely used in 2015. I feel like that's like a 2018, 19, 2021 word. So like, I wonder if this article would have a different influence now. Let me see what the second most popular Google thing was. And like, I trust the people of Bustle, don't get me wrong. Um, an article from 2020, running into an ex who dumped you 13 ways to handle it. Smile, ask how they are, say as little as possible, keep it short, be dignified. All right. It's kind of the same as always. Um, from lovepanky.com, 14 things to keep in mind when you bump into your ex. This is a lot of things to keep in mind. I have to keep 14 things in mind to run into an ex? What? That's a grocery list. It's absurd. How to gracefully run into an ex, uh, run into an ex according to a breakup expert. Eight tips for handling a run-in with your ex like a total boss. Do the opposite of what I did. I do think there's like a statute of limitations on some of that advice. Like, did you break up a month ago, six months ago, a year ago? You know, is it like a, is it like a movie montage when you walk into a Starbucks and you see them sitting there reading the paper and a coffee, and like they don't see you? You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's there. There's different. It's layered. Again, it's very, it's very layered. Okay, let me grab my phone. And see my friend's advice here. Okay. I will not name you by name. Just in case. Um, One friend said, if they say hi, say sorry. Who are you? (laughs) Um, Another friend said, pretend to have a very busy phone call. Which I don't know would get you quite out of the run-in unless you're like physically moving like you see you're moving like say this happened in a target you're moving through an aisle and you see them you pick up the phone hey how are you and you keep going like there's no stoppage but then like now that i think about it we're not taking into account the other person which that's fine like we can be selfish to think about ourselves here but like we're not We're assuming they're going to react to whatever we do. What if they go rogue? What if they take matters into their own hands and come over to us? Despite our fake phone calls and other things you would do. What if they do that? Shit. It's not cool. To the men of the world, do not follow us if we avoid you. Um... We have a few of these. Run far away. Fucking run as fast as you can. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) um, Are you lost? Garbage is in aisle eight and flip your hair. (laughs) This came from a boy. So, (laughs) okay. Um, Walk fast. No run. We'll just say hi awkwardly if it's unavoidable. (laughs) And, like, I would have said hi. I would have said hi. I don't know what I would have said after hi, but I would have said hi. Or, like, did, like, an awkward wave, you know? Um, run like the Dickens and curl up in a ball and die, <laughs> which I certainly wanted to. <laughs> there was one more. Let me see. I forget which Instagram that was on. 
either my own or at thirtitude pod if you let me see must be on my own let's see let them approach you and pretend you have no idea who they are they will be astonished to learn that you learn that they learn you have a local doppelganger like just have amnesia like i'm sorry who are you Oh, no, no. I'm, insert fake name here. Talk with an accent, maybe. <laughs> oh, God, could you imagine? Like, looking like an absolute fucking mental patient. No offense to them. But, like, you, a person who sees you and they clearly know you and you're like, oh, hello, I'm me. And you're suddenly British and your name is a different name. Like, whew, it takes a lot of explaining. <laughs> And a lot of like keep up because this article and this advice is assuming that this is going to be a one-time deal. If you live in the same town as your ex or same, like if you live in a big city, same neighborhood, this could happen a lot. You got to be British every time you see this person. <laughs> oh, it sucks. It'd be kind of fun though. This is just, this is just a wild circumstance that I did not foresee happening this week. And again, it's fine. Like, came out generally unscathed. But everyone, pretty much everyone was like, run away. Like, we have we have given up. Like, we're done here. And that's, that's fine. I do think that, you know, the movies kind of like, I mean, I know it's a movie. It's a drama. Like, they're going to like dra- dramatize everything. But like, they also kind of romanticize running into an ex. Which it's the least romantic thing on earth, running into somebody you don't want to see. I was thinking about planning for this episode, and I kept thinking about that scene in The Wedding Planner, which, which if you haven't seen The Wedding Planner, it's a great movie. Jennifer Lopez, Matthew McConaughey. It's one of her first movies. Anyway, um, she is helping Matthew McConaughey plan his wedding uh, to another woman. I forgot her name in the movie. Um, what was her name? Uh, it's it's at the tip of my tongue. It's not there. It's not coming to me. It starts with a B, I think. Nope. Anyway, Jennifer Lopez is helping Matthew McConaughey and his bride in the movie plan their wedding, and they're at a like a flower arboretum botanical garden place, picking out flowers, and she runs into her ex. And she first hides, hides under a table of flowers, and he, the ex pulls out the pot and sees her face. And she has to pretend she was grabbing a flower floor, but like, oh, I want this one, which I was like, oh, smooth, but also like so awkward. And then you find out later on, like, the guy, her ex, they were engaged, and the guy cheated on her on their, like, before their wedding, which like, ugh, <sighs> it's awful. But, you know, like, there's, 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 like, we even have seen in the movies. Like, we can't escape this at all. And I don't know. I'm not under the impression that, like, you can't be friends with your ex. That's not what I'm saying. I am not. But exes, not that I was, like, you know, a woman about town or anything. But, like, you know, there's a few. It's just not in my interest. Like, if – and this is me speaking in a general sense. If you, the royal you – are no longer in a relationship with someone, why do you have to be friends with them? What's the point? Being cordial and being friends are different. 
you can be cordial in public. You can be appropriate and poised in public without needing to like be friends with this person. Like don't keep my phone number. Don't know where I live. Don't, you know, X, Y, and Z, but like I, I can be a human being when I see you. And I think that's what everyone would want. Like, just be, just be nice. You know, if you can't be nice, walk away. You know, of course, like if this, if this person was like, you know, horribly rude to you and said horrible things, like, all right, punch him and then walk away. But it just, it's always going to be awkward. And hopefully I've given you a little bit of advice that, excuse me, perhaps helps. Perhaps it doesn't at all. I don't know. I don't think I would have changed my actions because, like, unless I looked like a fucking rock star, I didn't want to be seen. I don't want to be seen ever. Like, I know a lot of people in the town that I live in. I never see them. So why this person? Why now? Why now? Why this person? I don't know. But that's my story. My home goods drama. And it's just like, this couldn't have happened in any other store. In any other store other than this store that is like the mothership planet for me. Come on. And I kind of want to know what they were buying. Just like out of curiosity. Like what is it that you came in here for? Whose house is this for? Like I have a lot of questions. Not that they're ever going to get answered. And if they ever are answered, I promise you I will give you an update. I promise. I just, I'm going to be stuck stuck here in this place of wonderment and that's fine. I'll let it go. It's gone. But I had to tell you this story. <sighs> yeah, that's all. It's all on that. All right. In other news, there's just a few things I wanted to mention at the end of this lovely life-changing episode, I'm sure. Um Word to the wise, do not watch A Very Boy Band Holiday. If you follow me on Instagram, you know my opinion. It was positively atrocious. This could not have been remedied. It was going to be terrible from the start. The Backstreet Boys were not there. No one actually still famous was there. For the exception of Joy Fatone, I could hit any one of those boy band members on the street with a bus, and I wouldn't know who they were. It was awful. Like, the cheesiest, most corniest, like – and, like – yeah, sure. Nostalgia kind of like, we want that sometimes, but this was horrible. Only Joey McIntyre from New Kids on the Block was there, which how unfair is that? There's like, we don't get Jordan Knight. We don't get Donnie Wahlberg. Why? Because they're more famous and they have other shit to do other than this crap. We had members of New Edition and I do not support Bobby Brown. Bobby Brown, if you don't remember, was married to Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston died because she had such a deranged physiological state and mental state, by the way, because of her addiction to drugs. Bobby Brown was the person who introduced her to drugs. We don't like Bobby Brown. He led to Whitney's demise and eventual death and her daughter. He's not a good person. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. He was a terrible influence on her, and he is one of the reasons we lost Whitney Houston unconscionable. We do not forgive. We do not support. Um, They brought out a member of O-Town who was not recognizable 
I mean, who really is from O-Town? Ashley Parker Angel, who was the main blonde guy, like the Lance Bass of the group, um, was famous independently for a while because he had a show on MTV. This was, oh my God, this was like 15 years ago, maybe. But like, who knows? Who Who is this? We don't know. They had to say, oh, it's you from O-Town. Like, because we're not going to know who he is. And O-Town had one good song. They had one good song, two mediocre songs, and that was it. This is what you give us in the holiday season? This is how you expect us to have joy and cheer? No. We want full bands. We want full songs. We want 98 Degrees in their red turtleneck singing this gift. Not three quarters of 98 Degrees in velvet suits with one guy from O-Town singing Nick Lachey's parts. No. This is bad. This is awful. This is suckage. I hated it. And I didn't watch all, I watched it 20 minutes of it. And I'm like, why am I here? Why am I suffering? This is horrible. And ABC paid money for this. They paid these guys to do this. No. No. I have, I just, I have such strong feelings about this because like boy bands get such a bad rap and how possibly does this make this better for us? Us 90s kids, the 80s kids. How does it, how does it make us feel better that this is what's on TV for the world now? Gen Z is going to be like, fuck that. Well, obviously I'm a millennial and I am like, fuck that. This is awful. Atrocious. And I didn't watch it, so I don't know what the rest of the songs they sang because I couldn't stomach it any further. But, like, we we don't want this. The boy band lovers of the world don't want this. We want to live in the nostalgia of the good shit. We don't want this. Don't give us what we don't want. If we learned anything from 2020 and Gen Z wanting to kick our asses and call us stupid, we want what we want when we want it. And that is full and complete boy bands with full and complete coordinating outfits singing joyful holiday songs. That I would pay, that I would watch. I would watch it in real time. I would make my husband sit through it instead of DVR, DVRing it or whatever we call it now, recording it. We can't say tape because they're like, oh no, you've aged yourself. Well, fuck off. I say taped. Because I know what a VCR is. Do you? Gen Z? What's analog? Do you know that word? that you don't, that's a different time for a different day. Anyway, it's, it's awful. Don't watch. And, and by the way, and this is not like based on the previous contents of this episode, I'm not one to judge on physical appearances, but like if you're going to be on TV as a former heartthrob, perhaps hearken back to what people loved about you then, and maybe give us a little bit of that. The boys to men, Men looked absolutely incredible. This is not about them. It's about the rest of you former hunks who are former hunks. It, I, I, I won't call them ugly because, again, I can't do that anymore on this show because my mom yelled at me for calling people ugly. I won't do that. But, like, we have lost ourselves. And I don't need to see your downfall on television when you're telling me to be cheerful and joyful and triumphant. It's not going to work. I'm going to turn it off and watch the Great British Baking Show because that content is fulfilling. Your previous content is atrocious. And it just, 
like I feel like I get a bad rap on a daily basis for living in the world where the Backstreet Boys are my favorite band. Like people make fun of me. Like, oh, they're your favorite? Like, first of all, don't. Like you're you're gonna get what's coming to you if you if you feel blah, blah 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 if you feel that way for God's sake. I also don't care that you think I'm wrong. I don't care that you think that's dumb. I don't care that you think they're not a band. I don't care that you think they don't have talent. I will come with receipts to prove to you all of the above and to make you feel bad. I'm not going to fight this fight today. It's probably a different time. But everyone knows all of the words to I Want It That Way. It is, irres- it is an irresistible song. So people who judge me have absolutely no room to talk. When everyone on the planet over the age of 15 and under the age of 55 – knows the words to this song. It's currently in a commercial, so just go fuck right off with your negativity. The Backstreet Boys are the greatest boy band ever. MT or no, not MTV. E! News did a special on it. It's the truth. They're still together. They're still a band after 25 years. They're all still good looking. For the exception of when AJ McLean shaved his face, which I still have no resolution on, by the way. I'm, I'm, keep, I'm keeping on it. I got it. I'm going to figure it out. They still tour. I have tickets to see them in June. (laughs) If VIP goes on sale and I get to meet them, you will be the first to know. Because I'm going to just die. The the catalog of music is, is, you know, is is not contestable. Like, you you can't, you can't compete with it. It's it's not, no, you can't. It's iconic. So to ABC and the people who thought that a very boy band holiday was a good idea... Do not repeat this next year. Let this shrivel up and die by itself. Leave it alone. And so help me God, if next year you do a 90s Christmas special without Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, the Backstreet Boys. Doesn't have to be all of NSYNC because like Justin Timberlake's not going to show his face, I realize. But like give us Lance Bass at minimum. Hanson, who else is on that playlist? You know, Mariah Carey, which she would never because she's worth, she's worth 10 million bajillion dollars between, you know, November 1st and January 1st. So like maybe put, maybe film it in October so you get her for a cheaper rate. But like, you know who we want. Give us who we want. Do not provide anything less than your best because we will tear you down. Anyway, what else did I do this week? I worked. It was a sad week at work. I won't talk about it. Nothing COVID-related, just sad. I read a cute book. Um, My favorite pair of authors, um, Christina Lawrence, they wrote The Honeymooners. They wrote Twice in a Blue Moon. They're actually two best friends who co-write every book together. They have a holiday theme book called In a Holidays, like D-A-Z-E. Um, it's about a girl who kind of goes like through Groundhog Day when she makes a Christmas wish. It's really cute. You could probably read it without it being Christmas time, but it was on sale on Amazon and I really like them as authors. So I bought it. Very cute. Read it in a sitting. I'm going to loan it to a friend, but after she gives it back, I can, um, 
give it to you if you ask. But yeah, that was cute. Um, I might go back to Home Goods today. Like I said earlier, I'm not quite sure. I don't know if I can stomach it quite yet. Otherwise, that's all I have for you today. Thank you so much for listening to the 32 podcast. Your bestie trying to explain all the things. And I hoped that I explained how to see your ex in public without you wanting to shrivel up and die like I did. Um, if you are listening on Spotify, please hit the bell and follow. You'll get a notification every time I post a new episode. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave a five-star review. If you liked what you heard and follow, if you did not like what you heard, continue to leave a five-star review. But please let me know how I can improve. Hit me up on Instagram at 32pod, on TikTok at 32pod, and at Gmail at 32pod at gmail.com questions, comments, concerns. If you want to sing a song with me on the pod, if you want me to sing another song on the pod, what you want to hear, what you want to talk about, any stories I want to tell, whatever. I get no feedback. I'm still trying to do the theme song thing on here. I haven't figured it out yet without getting sued. But I want the feedback because as you help me grow, my content will get better. Isn't that what we all want? Better content? It is. I know it. Thank you so much for listening. I love you, my so, so great audience. And remember, it's never too rude to have 32. Bye.